Yes, guys, Dirty Shades. Forgot to wish you Merry Christmas the other day. So it's 20 best one in the afternoon in the UK. I'm getting my drink on because i got to work all through fucking Christmas. All through fucking New Year. So I'm going to wish you two guys a fucking happy New Year. You fucking knows it. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. You knows it. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, Ethan. I'm Wackerly. Happy New Year there, Wacker. 2014. 2014. First show of the new year. And uh, we, we have a special guest in the studio for this show. P-Town. Ho, ho. Happy New Year there, P-Town. Thank you. He's dressed Happy up New as Year. Baby New Year in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> how was, uh, how was the, the New Year for you, P-Town? It was okay. I took a drive with my wife to a little town north of here that uh, ended up being kind of a shithole. <laughs> Where? Uh, Santa Barbara? Uh, oh, hi. Yeah, I've never been there. Yeah. You, oh, you, hi. You don't, you don't need to go. <laughs> Is that what you say to the ladies when you get yeah, there? No, we drove in that's what we were seeing. Men. Oh, hi there. <laughs> they, they didn't think it was funny. <laughs> so wait, wait, you you texted me and you said that you're at a bar and you got 86. Did you get in like a fight with the locals? No. What happened? No, no, nothing. I just got, I drank a bunch and we started really early and then the bar was starting to fill up a little bit as it was getting closer to What midnight. kind of bar? There was it was a dive, dive bar. It was probably the only dive bar in the town of Ojai. Was it Applebee's? <laughs> <laughs> it might as well have been Applebee's. So wait, you're you're pretty wasted. Did the ball already drop? Like, was it already after? No, it was like eleven o'clock. <laughs> okay. D just wanted to say ball drop. <laughs> Did your balls drop yet? Eventually. <laughs> so then, what happened? I, well, these people started crowding around the table, and uh, I was kind of drunk, and I told them to move, and the bar back thought I was being belligerent. So he, Yeah, but you, okay, you didn't say, now you're saying people, but initially you said, like, 21-year-old women. I never said 21. <laughs> it was it was all girls, but it was, it and so was did, people. Okay, you went over there, like, I did, okay, in my mind, and maybe I'm just totally, this is totally hyperbole, but I picture, like, this big tree-beard-looking ant walking over and being like, you need to move. This is my area. Like, was it like that? Totally. <laughs> What'd you say? I, I said, move over there. <laughs> and I pointed. <laughs> but in like a I voice. play pool very slowly. <laughs> I need room I when I play pool. <laughs> and did the girl scream and like run? No, she just kind of frowned at me and walked away. And so then, the, what the bartender got all the bar in? back got all up bent out of shape because I think he was hitting on one of them and he was said, white knighting. You were being very rude to the ladies. What a dick! So wait, you did, you got kicked out before New Year's? Yeah. <laughs> so what'd you do then? Went back to the hotel. Back to the hotel. Yeah. Did you actually pretty... watch the ball drop? I heard they redesigned the ball. Well, we did in in a way. <laughs> Balls drop somewhere. Maybe, watched, maybe not necessarily in New York. I watched City. it in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do, Wackerly? Uh, I went to a bar. I did not get kicked out, though. 
<laughs> it was very uneventful. Weak. Oh, no, 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 uh, no oh, fracas. Yeah. No fracas. I, I went to a horrible club. It was, well, it was a, a party in this old hotel called the Park Plaza. And we got put on the list for it because it was really expensive. Like, I never would have gone if we had to pay for it. But it was one of those things where there are all these, like, European trance DJs playing and, like, the, the crowd is very <laughs> ethnic. <laughs> a lot of Persians. How come they haven't upgraded to dubstep? You know, that's what was weird. They did have one DJ because there were, like, I don't know, eight rooms and, like, eight different DJs. This thing was huge. But in the back, the very back where the food trucks are, just these two dumbasses playing dubstep. And that's all the du- – the only dubstep you could hear at the club was these two guys. And there was no one there. It was just these two dudes that were really digging their own dubstep. And it was actually the best music they heard all night. If somebody were to play, like, Trance, House, uh, what are the other ones? <laughs> dubstep. Electronic or whatever. Uh, yeah. Like, could you think you could tell the difference? If well, you, you know, if you were to give me like the Pepsi challenge, like okay, so one of the guys was named Derude, uh, another guy's named Robbie Riviere. I know this music because I used to have to play it when I was a strip club DJ. It's a generic. Uh, foreign chicks love this. When we were in Spain, yeah. uh, it's very P-town, Euro. This is what you'd hear at all the clubs. It's there just that generic shitty techno with a girl's voice doing the chorus, and like it just kind of there's like a crescendo. It rises and then falls, and yeah. like oh, it's just awful music. Terrible. And so, yeah, and like all the people, there were tons of fights and just these douchebags puking on each other and freaking each other. And like security was beating up on each other. It, it sucked, but we got in for free, so it was all right. But at one point... Was there free booze? Yeah, because we had these VIP braces, so we were drinking like free booze. I was double fisting because it was such a bitch to get at the bar. Like it was just, it was so crowded. I was just like, I'm just going to get two drinks. And so I was just like walking with my two drinks and I was pretty wasted and I totally bit it down the stairs. <laughs> I, I bit it hard. Like I just kind of fell. I tried to recover and look cool, no. but I didn't. No. That never didn't. works. But it fucked my back up. So like uh, <laughs> the next day I was all in pain. So you know what I did? Thai massage. You ever done that? I have. Where, no, I have not. In Thailand? I've done it in Thailand and in Los Angeles. Yeah, but I'm not talking about a happy ending massage. No, me I'm, talking about, I'm talking about a real one. Me neither. I'm talking about real ones. <laughs> Where did you go? It, here in L.A.? Yeah. Uh, there's a place up the street called Sparadise. <laughs> that, that sounds like a handjob parlor. I think it probably is if you ask him to be. But if you just walk in there like you know a normal person, they assume you want a normal massage. Were you naked? No. Was it what? a lady boy? It was not, not that I'm. Not was that it I a man? I, I'm a, Kimsey got a man. I got a woman. Okay. You and you did you specify? You're like I want a woman. No. They just it just happened. They did way. ask. Oh, okay. And I, I kind of shrugged. And you're just like they gave me a woman anyway. Lady boys. Fine now, now, if too. you go to like a fancy spa and get a <laughs> massage, like if you go to like some Vegas casino spa thing and like pay too much for a massage, and you say I don't care, like if it's a man or a woman, they'll give you a man. Because nobody ever wants the man. Even the women right. don't want the man. But the man probably gives a better massage. Oh, yeah. The mans yeah. have these big-ass hands, and they're just yeah. like all strong. But, they're in, but then you're, they're in your, your ear like, is that, is that too, too rough there? It's just down. oiling you up and like touching your ass yeah. and all that. And they're like trying to whisper to you, can you, can you move the blanket a little? So wait, so did this – how like – was this chick – because the, the one that uh, I got, she was like probably mid-50s, probably about four foot nine. Was it an actual Thai place? Yeah. It was like, like in it was, Thai town? Yeah, it's right up the street. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's right over, I think it's called like, uh, I forget, Thai something. They're all short. Yeah. All like but anyway, like you go in there and you go into this like little room and she made you like put on these shorts. 
like these shorts. Like I had to like you know just just wear these shorts that she gave me. It was weird. Like, did you have to do that? No. What'd you, you get wear? an STD from those shorts? <laughs> you should bring your well, own I mean, shorts. You know, I wore my underwear. I wasn't naked under the shorts, but I was oh, you wearing... Think it, you, think, uh, you think crabs can't crawl from the shorts <laughs> to your underwear? I, I'm Come sure on. the shorts were clean. I mean, I, I don't you? know. I've never heard of that, where they actually have clothing for you, and they yeah, want you they to put like it on. Yeah, they kind of look like drawstring shorts. Like, there's a drawstring. They're pretty big, like basketball player shorts. Ooh. And so I put yeah, those, none of those basketball players have STDs. I don't You'll think the shorts had fucking crabs. I'm, I'm sure they washed the stuff. You, you also, she also puts all these towels on you. But this woman is like a little demon. Yeah. She was like jump. At one point, I kind of looked back, and she looked like – do you remember that, that, that deleted scene in Exorcist where she's crawling on her like elbows? <laughs> yeah. She looked like that, but she was like on my back with her elbows and her knees just digging in. Yeah. I mean it was probably one of the most painful experiences I've ever had. It's intense if you don't – if you're not expecting that. The, the one that I had here down the street a couple months ago is the same way. Like you know, she, I was sitting straight up, like sitting on this cot, and she got up on the thing and like put her knee right in the middle of my back and like pulled pulled yeah. my shoulders, yeah. like around her knee. And I thought she was going to kill me. I, I thought I heard my back like crack in six different places. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I understand if a chiropractor is doing it, but this is like some weird Asian woman that doesn't speak any English. <laughs> she's you know, she's jumping around going like, hi. Ah, hi, and then hitting me. That's Japanese. No, but she kept saying, like, hi, okay, okay, hi, right. okay. Oh, hi. Like, okay, I didn't even know what to do. I was just, like, sitting there, like, oh, I'm hi. at your mercy. <laughs> but you know what? That thought crossed my mind at one point because she's, like, she kind of pushed me over. Yeah. And she's, like, doing, like, pulling my arms and stuff and, like, rub my chest. And I kept thinking, what if she does, like, you know, just put her hand in my pants? Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, what would you do? I don't think it really ever happens like that. <laughs> But if it I don't did, know. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never had. A, I think you got to go for it. I mean, I guess it really just depends on on like how attractive this demon four foot woman you just described. No, she was like in her is. middle. She was probably in her mid fifties, like a middle aged woman. I mean, I'm saying she's a demon. That looked like a chupacabra or something. Yeah, I mean, so she, you probably wouldn't. Lucy want her Liu is in her middle ages. Isn't well, no, she but like she's a middle aged, but she's an attractive middle aged. This woman wasn't very attractive. I mean, she was very talented. Yeah, I'd say that, but I'm just saying, what if like. That's what they do, you know. That's that's how a massage is completed in Thailand, where she's from. And if she just started doing that, like, would I just have to be like, no, stop? Like, I don't know. It made me nervous. I had a little anxiety. You might, you might have to say it in Thai. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to say. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, otherwise it, she wouldn't know. She would just keep going. It didn't happen. Like she, it was fine. So I wasn't concerned about that. But then afterwards, even though it was so painful, I walked out and I've never been able to move with such freedom. Yeah. Like it's pretty crazy. They're pretty nice. You know, Wackily, I recommend it. Even though uh, the ones in the tenderloin, those are definitely hand job parlors. Right. I feel like you could get a normal massage there if you wanted one, though. It might not be a great one, but they'd give they'd give it the old college try. I think it's the age of the girl. Like if if the girl is like a sixteen year old chick crying while she's giving you a massage, she's probably forced to give you a hand job. <laughs> what if I don't want it? I think you just have to deal. She'll pretend it. to give you a massage. You know, she'll you know the, uh, is she going to cry harder? <laughs> you know the comedian Jim Norton? Yeah. I saw him at um, the Hollywood Improv a, a couple man. weeks ago. Yeah. He's exactly what you picture a, you know, a pedophile to look like. He just looks like a, just a petter ass. But anyway, he did this whole bit about, because I guess he gets a lot of happy ending massages. And he was saying, like, the way you test the woman to see if she's willing to give you a happy ending is and he was saying he was completely nude. You just keep lifting your ass up till she has no 
choice but to like put brush against your balls. And if she stays too long, if she lingers along your balls, that means she's going to give you a hand job. What do you like? You're supporting yourself on your heels and your shoulder blades, and you're making like the St. Louis arch out of your body. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> the St. Louis arch. You do that when you shit. Or the pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you're laying. Uh, you're laying on your stomach. So you're laying flat on your stomach, and you just keep lifting up your pelvis, your pelvic, your ass. And then she, while she's, I guess massaging- I kind of see that, but it, it seems like I could keep doing that, and uh, her hand still wouldn't necessarily brush against my balls yeah, if she's, she's rubbing my your, back. Your hip massage. No, right? but he was saying like, uh, you know, if they're massaging your thighs, that's when you do it. Uh-oh. Like uh, he actually used the example of uh, you know how Travolta was accused by these masseuses yeah. that, that uh, he grabbed one of their cranks and then another, another guy like... Allegedly. He, allegedly. <laughs> Travolta grabbed this man's crank. Settled out of court, by the way, so it is still alleged. But anyway, uh, Travolta, one of the guys, one of the um, plaintiffs was saying that Travolta kept lifting his posterior up in the air towards him and exposing himself. And Jim Norton said when he read that, he goes, I knew exactly what he was doing. Hmm. So it's a technique. Kind of like a cat when you're petting their ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start jerking the cat off. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you down? That's why pets the cat whisperer. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, do you guys have any uh, New Year's resolutions? you do that, Wackerly? No. <laughs> I might try to stop drinking in February again, though. We'll see how that goes. Wait, wait. Why, why not January? It's a new year. You know, it's just... It's hard enough to get back on track after the holidays without stopping drinking right away. I remember you did that last year. I don't think it lasted longer than three weeks. And what about the Super no. Bowl? You're going to drink during the Super Bowl. Well, I don't count the Super Bowl. That's like that's the last day. That's the other reason why February is good because the Super Bowl is at the end, you know, the very beginning of February. And so you drink for that and then you're like, that's your last big blowout of drinking. And then my birthday is the beginning of March. So then by your birthday, you'll start drinking again. Yeah. I like Wackerly's selective challenges. Yeah, that's a good well, everybody's, everybody's challenges are selective. Why don't you become a Zen monk? No, I'm just saying you, you have all these you know, different uh, definitions of what's acceptable during the, uh, the challenge. It's acceptable for me. You can do whatever you want. What about you, P-Town? Do I you got, have a challenge? No, I got nothing. You don't do any challenges? No. Are you, uh, you going to resolve not to scream at women in bars for the rest of the <laughs> I promise not to scream at women for the month of March. You promise not to scare women? Yeah, between Super Bowl and St. Patrick's Day. You know, you I'm, I'm, I'm against this. I'm against this whole thing. Not, not, what, not necessarily resolutions. You know, if you want to help yourself, you want to go to the gym, do your resolution. I'm sure you're going to stop doing it in a month. It's fine. You know, if you want to do something that will personally help yourself, why not? It's the challenges that I'm against. These challenges that people do. Like, I'm going to go do a full year. Of um, whatever, you know, like a full year yeah, of help the not homeless eating fast like once food. a week, every Sunday. Okay, that, that's fine. <laughs> that's, that, there's a social, you know, purpose for doing that one. I'm just saying that the, the people that are like, I refuse to eat fast food for a whole year. Or, um, or this, is the, this is the what really got my goat today. And this made me so mad. It really, you know, I think it made me mad because I was already kind of upset. I left Rite Aid. They made me pay for a fucking bag. 
No oh, more plastic bags. That's right. Didn't California? Was it all? Was it the whole state that did this, or just Los no, Angeles? No, 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 no. It's township or county by county. Okay, so LA yeah, County. They didn't announce it. There was no like sign saying, I'm "Hey, sure they Jews, bring you your own bag." Ba- no, you know what? It offended my Jewish sensibility, but it also offended. You know, I don't recycle. I don't like recycling. And I'm against. I feel like I'm being discriminated against now. Got to buy a like fucking bag. I like to have separate bins for the cans and the trash. Yeah, I, I refuse to do it. I don't want to do it. I just don't do it. It's against my master plan. I don't like plan to ruin the earth. That's what I'm saying. Once <laughs> Slowly, the earth, one can at a time. Once the earth is ruined, we can go to a new planet. <laughs> you can build a fort out of all of your cans and bottles. <laughs> Didn't you see Wally? I, I did. You Philistines. But uh, anyway, I was there, and I'm at Variety, and I was checking out, and the guy's like, you want to buy a bag? I was like, no. I want you to give me a bag and put my groceries inside the bag, and then I'll walk out of here once I pay for it. He's like, well, you have to pay for a bag now. It's a thing, mm-hmm. thing they do. Ten cents. I don't mind paying for it. I just w- wish the whole transaction didn't have, Like, just don't even ask. Obviously, I don't have a bag, and I'm not going to carry my ten items in my fucking hands back yeah, to my car. Yeah, but you car. know what they do now? Instead of double bagging so your bag doesn't break, they put, like, the six-pack of beer, the two bottles of wine, the bottle of Jameson, all in one bag. Well, they'll double bag it. You just got to pay 20 cents. For, for two, <laughs> two bags. Bag. 20 cents now. Yeah. <sighs> God, I was so pissed. So, anyway, I come home. You know, I you're you're going you're gonna to have to get, like, you know, a uh, NPR tote bag and carry it around with you. I refuse to do that. I refuse to carry my backpack well, around with you. 10 cents me. per trip, buddy. <sighs> you know... Why don't you get – you should get some sick and wrong bags off of Cafe Press. You know, that's a good idea actually. We should do the sick and wrong anti-recycling bag. Well, then you'd have to like embrace this whole use your own bag shit. I don't want to do that. You just spent the last 10 minutes bitching about it. That's my challenge. You know what my challenge is going to be? It's just to carry groceries. Like, no, I don't want a bag. Just put them in my arms. I'm just going to carry everything and then drop it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But you'll have proved your point. It's going to become – I mean it isn't this way now I don't think, but it's going to become like lighting up a cigarette you know, like in a preschool. Like when people see you buying the bag, you're going to be a pariah. Yeah, and it's going to become – when you don't have the bags, they will say, can I bag this for you, insinuating you're going to pay for this and everybody will know. People – it's not – it's not. It's not easy. It's not like – it's not something that you can just normally do in your, in your day-to-day life to carry a bunch of bags with you. Like, it's not accessible. It's not readily accessible for me. I, I stop at a store because, hey, you know what? I need to get a bottle of wine. I need to get, I'm not planning my trip to the store. You know, it's a spontaneous thing. Just put thing. a couple of those plastic bags in the pocket of your leather jacket. You know, Wackerly, you got a good fucking idea. They won't let you use plastic bags. I'll bring my own plastic bags because I have a drawer full of plastic bags. There you go. You're like, this is my bag. This is my oh, bag. We only take I don't need to buy canvas it. bags. On rainy days, you can use them as, like, booties. It's a good idea. Yeah. Gloves, a hat if it's raining. But we digress here. That, if you want to suffocate point, yourself, you can put it around your neck. <laughs> the point of what I was trying to say here is I was already rather upset when uh, this whole exchange happened with the bag. And I come home. I turn on the computer. I look. First thing I find, this girl decided to explore the Starbucks brand and just, just eat Starbucks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a whole year, all of 2013. This is newsworthy. It's on six different news outlets. An article about this lady. And even worse, even about even just like the self-aggrandizing bullshit of doing this, this pointless gesture, um, even beyond that, her name is Beautiful Existence. Was she trying to promote Starbucks or was she trying to pull like a, like a supersize me type of protest? Yeah, I don't get that either because – 
Starbucks has relatively healthy food. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have salads and soup and fruit and, you know, water and tea and all, all this stuff I've been told is good for you. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, Spurlock, okay, I'm against what he did, the whole thing with eating McDonald's for 30 days. But there was a social commentary attached to it. Because that's what poor people have to eat. Yeah, it was poor people. It was exposing how unhealthy fast food is for you, if that's what you subside on, you know? Um, Which nobody knew that before he did that challenge, by the way. Really? Well, (laughs) That's unhealthy? This lady's probably upper, uh, middle to upper class, lives in Seattle. She spent five to six hundred dollars a month on her meals and blogged about what it was like to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner from Starbucks for a whole year. Yeah, poor people don't eat at Starbucks. Yeah, that's kind of expensive for a month of food. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Wackley said that's normal. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends. No, I didn't say it's do. normal. I said it's normal if you're eating out every meal. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you're eating out every every meal. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing though. At Starbucks, don't they have like veggie wraps? Exactly. Cheese, bagels. Yeah, but, yeah, like, but they're like $7. You can pick up a Nora Jones CD <laughs> while you're eating. Yeah, but I'm saying – but you're not just eating a Big Mac and some fries. No. No. You know? If I were to eat at, at Starbucks every day, my health would in, it would improve is what I'm trying to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, she's drinking pizza coffee. there. She's drinking coffee every day. That's got to be uh, hell on the colon. Coffee, really. you know, coffee one cup a day is good for yeah. you. Okay, but I mean, if you're drink, yeah, I bet you if she goes to Starbucks, she probably gets three cups of coffee a day. Now, she I, might get one of those frappuccinos. What I'd like to see is that I'd like to see somebody go on a like only the sugary ice cream shit sort of diet that they make. Those frappuccino drinks or some of those drinks at Starbucks have like 800 calories in them. Yeah, or more than yeah. that. <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I wonder because this woman. Now, I'm not, I don't want to say she's ob- she's not obese. She's probably a little bit overweight. She's a mother, 40 years old. But you look at her, she didn't lose any weight on this diet. In fact, I think she probably gained a little bit. So it didn't even affect her, like, aesthetically. It's a pointless gesture is my Well, it's, it's a pointless it. challenge. I mean, what's the point? Nothing was even proven here. Everybody's like, why? And she said, this is what she said. Why am I doing this challenge? Well, will I do any challenge in the future? The reason I do challenges is because I love being human and I love the privilege of being able to ask the question, why, in the first place. Wow. That was just a bunch of words strung together that don't mean anything. <laughs> well, it, it makes absolutely no sense. What does she mean? I have no idea. I mean, there's no zero meaning behind that you statement. You need to get her as a guest on this show for <sighs> sure. When, oh, a reporter, when a reporter asks somebody, why are you doing this? Or get, this wasn't an interview, right? This is her personal statement. This is from her blog. She wrote yeah. this is on her blog. Because if I was a reporter and she said that, I would say, I would point out, like, that doesn't really mean anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> but you know what it does mean? You know what it means? You look between the lines of what she's saying. She's just looking for a sponsorship. That's what she's yeah. doing. She's, she did get a lot of publicity for this. She got a lot of publicity. It, it, it brought a lot of attention to her, her inane blog. I'd like to see called, her, like, like, eat every day from, like, a Shell gas station. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, that's a challenge. That's a challenge. What about like uh, eat like, you know, the only thing she can eat every day for a year is Skittles. 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. Yeah, 7-Eleven yes. food. Yeah. We discussed 7-Eleven a little bit before the show, but even that, I mean, they kind of have a lot of stuff at 7-Eleven. They do. You could but probably I'm just talking cobble about that, together. That, that hot thing right at the counter. That oh, only, like, only 7-Eleven <laughs> hot foods? With that miscellaneous that meat? Yeah, just yeah. whatever that spinning. is. <laughs> only the hot foods and Slurpees. That's, you have to just food. eat those things for yeah, a year. Links. For a whole year, just, a, yeah, a Slurpee and one of those hot link things. It's, I think uh, you'd be clinically insane. But is that even meat? Like, what is that? 
What kind of animal? Oh, it's is meat. That? It's matter. <laughs> what kind of animal is a different question? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she spent an average forty-year-old lady spent an average of five to six hundred dollars a month on meals. And although she had more to choose from than just coffee and pastries, she said that her palate still got bored towards the end. <laughs> How much do you think the baristas? Because she probably went to pretty much the same, at least one or two Starbucks every day, right? How much do you think the baristas that worked there just hated her guts? <laughs> Did I mention I'm eating here every day for a year? Oh, fucking Christ. Like, they were the ones who were happy when it was the year was over. Like, oh, my God, the first year where you don't have to see that fucking bitch. <laughs> Three times a day right. she comes in there. And you know that she's just like, Hello, I can't wait to me blog again. about it. Beautiful sunset or whatever the fuck my name is. <laughs> and they have to write that shit on the cup. Beautiful existence. Beautiful existence. Her real. I hate this woman just for her name. Let alone who, who this pointless challenge that she brings on herself. It's not even a challenge. You pointed but, out she has a kid or two kids, right? Well, that's the worst part about this. Does she make them eat fucking Starbucks every day? I think she actually cooked regular food for her family. But you know, this isn't her only challenge. She's done two other challenges. Also vlogged about this in 2012. She followed only the advice from articles in Parents Magazine. What does that even mean, only followed the advice? I mean, I go for, like, months without following any advice. It's not like I need a piece of advice every day. Well, that's that's the thing, too. It's like, who doesn't follow that advice? You're a parent. The magazine probably tells you, like, recipes. It's a very poorly structured challenge or whatever you want to call it. I'm only following the advice from Parenting Magazine. (laughs) Well, really? Okay, so Parenting Magazine doesn't tell you to wipe your ass, so do you not wipe your ass? I mean, that's part of the challenge. Her next challenge is <laughs> it to didn't stay tell me to, so I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> but listen to this. In 2011, that's why I'm saying this is how she involves her family in these ridiculous adventures that she does. Um, she bought everything for a whole year for herself and her family, including clothes and presents for birthdays and holidays from Goodwill. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was your mom? What about only eating stuff from Goodwill? <laughs> just buying old jackets and like eating the raisins in the pockets and stuff. But I'm just saying, this is how an Adam Lanza is made. This is right. how the a Brevik is made. Dude, just load you, your okay, mother. If you live in this environment, oh shit, my mom's got another fucking challenge. No, seriously, I'm not, I'm not even allowed to eat a normal meal. I got to eat a Starbucks meal with you. Right, or I just even have to go to Starbucks with you all these times. Yeah, but I mean, this kid's gonna. This is gonna be trauma. This kid's gonna have a therapist years later. You know, well, hopefully he'll be like, "Oh, uh, how about this challenge? School. I'm not gonna talk to you for five years." How <laughs> about uh, I didn't go to my mother's funeral after that? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a challenge that I would probably do. I would just, I would sit down and be like, "Mom, what's wrong with you?" Yeah, you, you really, ha- you need to go to a therapist. Could you imagine if that was your wife? Yeah. No. I assume she's divorced. I I just feel she has a a hidden motive for this, which I think is to try to get sponsorship for her blog by, you know, some parenting magazine or some parenting company or Starbucks even. Yeah, similar to what we do with the podcast. I'm sure she's already gotten some sort of some sort of recognition from Starbucks. They gave her at least a gift card for this. (laughs) You know, I I just say I'm going to podcast every day, every week for eight years. I, I wouldn't mind every Nobody's day recognizing starting, me. I, you know, for maybe 2014, every day we can start the podcast by saying how much we hate this woman. 
We're not going to podcast every day. <laughs> First of all, every week maybe. Who are you guys sponsored by? Is it Naughty.com? Or? No, Adam and Eve. If you guys, Naughty. Uh, sorry, Jesus. sorry, Adam Naughty. and Eve. Well, you should you should have a challenge where you both wear something from Adam and Eve every podcast. And I, I think I think D should put a new butt plug in his ass every day. <laughs> I was about Adam to say it's kind of difficult to uh, podcast with a butt plug. Kind of, but you know, we're going viral with this. Yeah, but it's too sensitive. I mean, maybe, I don't know. You should get one of those hemorrhoidal donuts to sit on while you have the butt plug in. You probably need something like that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of hemorrhoidal donuts, my brother's challenge for uh, this year is he wants to find that guy with two dicks. You heard about that guy? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My brother's obsessed with this guy. He sent me the link just because I think he forgot. He sent me the link two times before. Yesterday, he sent me the same link to the article, the picture of this guy's two dicks. Three times. He said he's obsessed. He's going on a quest. His his quest. What is he going to do with two dicks? You know, I mean, it's I, not like he can suck on one and get fucked by the other because they're attached to each other. I think my brother will have a, a second asshole surgically put in so he could get fucked by both of them. <laughs> I guess he could put one in each nostril. So, so both these dicks are functional then. Uh, you know, Somewhat. It, actually, I, I kind of want I want to find this guy because I wouldn't mind having him on sick and wrong. But obviously, he's not very public with his uh, his identity. Uh, <laughs> but he was you know, he's very forthcoming on the uh, re- the Reddit Anna the ask me anything. Go go check it out because some of the questions are great. And the guy said, you know, uh, to his, answer your question, apparently there is a dominant dick. In yeah, a- his right dick works 100 percent of the time. That's the one he usually jacks off with. But his left dick works about 60 percent of the time. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, you know what the funniest the funniest thing about <laughs> the, the this... other day, the <laughs> second dick is like Wilbur the pig. <laughs> the funniest thing the about runt. that, ask me anything, is he was saying that uh, someone asked him, "It's like, well, what's the typical reaction from a woman when they see your two dicks versus a man?" He said that you know there were some women that were curious, but a lot most of women were kind of like, "Oh my god, no way, I'm not going there." When they, when he pulled it out. But then he said they're he not didn't... deformed. It's not like one of them is like a weird, like one of those like vestigial arms. I mean, they both look like normal cocks. They're just right. Yeah, next but to it's each other. weird to have two dicks. It's almost like udders or something. It's just weird looking. But I could see like a girl being like, you know, after he, he's like, hey, you know, when they're getting hot and heavy during the heavy petting session of of uh, sex yeah. making, like, wow, I can feel your bone. Wait, oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> but he said that not a single dude, because the guy's bisexual, not a single dude. Um, was deterred by it. Like, not a single guy was like, fuck, no, no way, that's weird. Every guy's like, sweet. And, and, and he, waited, <laughs> he waited until they were naked to provide this nugget of information to every one of his I'm sure, partners? I'm sure he, like... Well, uh, what are you, like, oh, hi, them. how you doing? I have two cocks, by the way, in case we hook up later down the road. <laughs> what about... So every child of the 80s, though, knows about this. Uh, like, in the Total Recall movie, what about if in real Three life titties. you were hooking up with some chick... And she took off her shirt, and she's like, oh, I have a third giant tit in the middle of my other two tits. Would you be like, yeah, no, I'm out of here No, in real life? No, you'd be into it. And, he, you know, think about the girl with two vaginas. Someone mm. suggested that on Reddit, that the guy should find the girl with two vaginas because they'd be a couple. But, um, but yeah, think about it. I mean, it's like uh, if you met a girl with two vaginas, wouldn't you want to fuck both vaginas? I kind of feel like the vagina thing. Like, like I said, this guy's cocks both look like fully normal cocks. I feel like the two vagina thing is some kind of a weird situation where that's not really kosher. Yeah. I guarantee if you were drunk enough, you'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't really care. 
But, it, but I guess my point is that's a challenge. My brother has a real challenge, and I hope he does succeed in finding the guy with two dicks. Well, that's like, I mean, it's a challenge. What's it's like a manhunt. He I mean, he's like looking for Osama bin Laden. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I will find him. And take him down. Yeah, what would have happened if my brother found Osama bin Laden? Might have been scary. <laughs> and he had two dicks. <laughs> Little known fact about Osama bin Laden. He had two dicks and two vaginas. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. That's why he never left the house. <laughs> <laughs> the cave, you mean? Yeah, anyway, people, you know, I think it's pointless to take on these challenges if there's not a purpose to it. And this woman has no purpose to her existence, to her name, to her challenges she gives for herself. She got a lot of publicity, though. She did get a lot of publicity. Maybe that's why I hate her. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you're listening to episode 413. 413 here is sick and wrong. It's our first episode of the new year. Uh, you know the way the show works. Send your stories, um, and uh, we'll read them here on the show. If we give you credit, we will send you a sick and wrong care package. I did get the new sick and wrong. They live stickers in, and they look pretty cool. Very cool. So um, I will send you some. If we give you credit for your story, send your story to sickroundpodcast at hotmail.com. Submit the, via Facebook or the Twitters. Uh, before we get to our first story here for episode 413, here's a word from adamandeve.com. It's butt plug month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So the first story we got here um, was sent in from Tim. He just wrote Mommy Dearest. Um, that would be great movie. if the movie Mommy Dearest had anything to do with the story, but it doesn't. A son was held in a brutal stabbing death of his mom. Uh, he said he was looking for a baby. A Connecticut man was held in the brutal stabbing death of his mother has been placed on suicide watch after police said he confessed to the murder and showed absolutely no remorse. Uh, this was actually on Christmas Day this happened. So it's a bit of a Christmas miracle. I always wish when we do the holiday show that you, you don't know about all the sick and wrong stories that occur on Christmas or New Year's till yeah, you after. you almost have to do the stories from last year. Yeah. That, uh, and there are, Christmas I mean, themed. you think about it, there's just like, you know, a bevy of sick and wrong stories that happen during this period because you're... It's a stressful time. It's stressful. You know, you're forced to endure like days alone with your family. You know? It'd be tough. I bet you like a lot of, I bet you this guy was probably with his mother. He probably lived there actually, but he was probably with his mother. She has like a dial-up modem. He can't even jack off the porn. Next thing you know, you go crazy. Robert Rankin, 22 years old, used a fire poker, a buck knife, and his hands to kill his mother, 45-year-old Margaret Rohner. A buck knife? A buck knife. It's not like a, a Bowie knife. No, a What's Bowie knife is like what a Rambo had, and a buck knife is like a big folding knife, I think. What did Crocodile Dundee have? That's a knife. I don't know. <laughs> I think he had a Bowie knife, mate. <laughs> Isn't that what it, It's just one big knife. So like a buck knife is something you fold out, like a fold-out right. knife? And then when you kill a big deer, you cut its guts out with it. Um, Rank, Robert, or Robert Rank here, allegedly cut open his mother's abdomen and began removing organs, saying he was looking for a baby. 
Obviously, he's unfamiliar with the term baby bump, because if he did know that, he wouldn't have to go to that extreme to find the baby. The bump doesn't come right away, though. Yeah, but... It, he's would, trying to get in before the getting was good. Yeah, but don't you think he'd be like, I suspect my mother's pregnant. Oh, she still looks pretty skinny. But then, you know, wait Mom, a couple piss months. piss on this little EPT stick. That'd be a good way to do it. <laughs> okay, so he's unfamiliar with baby bumps and pregnancy tests. <laughs> Maybe this is like an old school pregnancy test. Like, right. Yeah. Very sadistic, though. Uh, how does, it, does anybody know about how they used to kill some rabbit? <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> what, back in the day? I don't you, didn't you ever hear that? Like, you know, oh, the rabbit died. Like, what the fuck does the rabbit have to do with it? And why did it have to die? Wait, where if it they, dies, do you mean you are pregnant or not? Where did they it's do about, this? Like, pregnant woman's piss is poison to rabbits, and if you're not pregnant, it's not poison? Wait, is it, you're making this up. You're saying pregnant women in colonial days used to piss on rabbits? No, not even, like, in the 50s. No way. Like, you never heard of this before? No. Pito. Have you heard of this, Pito? I haven't. So, okay, wait. You ever heard of this? Yeah, oh, the rabbit. I, oh, I'm, we're pregnant because the rabbit died? Okay, wait. They have a rabbit they already own, or do they buy a rabbit specifically no, the, because the, for pregnancy? The, the, what do you, not the pediatrician. The, ob, the, the obstetrician somehow has a, all these rabbits in his office, and somehow, I don't know how it happens, but somehow they do Is this like the test. Appalachian Mountains, or are you talking about like a regular community? Oh, my community? God. Regular people. I've never heard of this. I've, I've never. I, you know, I would like pregnant women that listen to this show. I think you just... It's called the rabbit test. And what, what does it do? What do you do? It was an early pregnancy test developed in 1927 by Bernard Zondek. Uh, the original test actually used mice, and it was based upon the observation that when urine from a female in the early months of pregnancy is injected into immature female mice, the ovaries of the mice enlarge and show follicular maturation. And then the they error, explode error rate was less than 2%. The rabbit test consisted of the same thing. Uh, and you'd examine the rabbit's ovaries, and it would uh, blah, 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 and I guess it would kill the rabbit. So if the rabbit died, that meant you were pregnant. <laughs> <Poor> rabbit. <laughs> the term rabbit test was first recorded in 1949, became a common phrase in the English language. You guys have never heard of this. You're just not observant. I've, I've never, is this in Boardwalk Empire? Because I don't recall Oh, listen this. to this, though. <laughs> it is a common misconception that the injected rabbit would die only if the woman was pregnant. So it would die anyway. Uh, all rabbits used for the test died. Because <laughs> well, they're being injected with urine. I know. <laughs> Motherfuck. God, I wish they never created pregnancy tests. That'd and actually great. they would kill, They would because when they, when they had to examine the ovaries, they'd cut the rabbit open and they weren't so, you know, like conscientious about, oh, sew the rabbit back up so it can lead its healthy life. <laughs> they would just eat rabbits too. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, okay, this guy didn't know about pregnancy tests, didn't know about the rabbit test or baby bumps, and instead he just began planning to kill his mother when he woke up. He said, uh, he told police he first tried to strangle her with his bare hands. When that didn't work, he stabbed her in the neck with a fire poker. When that didn't Damn. work, he cut her open with a buck knife. So this guy isn't the best planner. I don't think he's very thorough. He's using things at hand. Clearly. Yeah, but I'm just saying if I was planning, you know, someone's death, I'd probably like, you know, try to lure her over to maybe the foyer her. under the staircase. No, I'm saying if I was planning <laughs> you, to kill my mom. In mind? <laughs> I'm just saying if I'm planning to kill my mother, I would pr probably try to lure her over to the foyer with like a, you know, a Rachel Ray cooking DVD or something. And then underneath, she'd be standing underneath an anvil that would just drop and she would die. 
How are you going to suspend the anvil in such a way that she doesn't see it hanging there and like, who who hung that anvil up there? <laughs> I would do it high enough where there's like a rope and she would see the Rachel Ray DVD, bend over to go pick it up. Next thing you know, cut the the, uh, the rope, anvil, fall down, crush her, crush her skull. Okay, Wiley Coyote. Yeah, like Looney Tunes. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's a plan. You know, there's a plan there. Okay, put put a... You know, some kind of poison, arsenic in her food or something. Yeah, you know what, though? <laughs> I think you may, you're making the common mistake among, amongst lots of murderers is not the planning isn't so big a deal in the actual method of execution. <laughs> the method, the planning is crucial in where, what are you going to do with a body? Well, that's true. And this guy. Now, you ever, have you ever heard uh, Norm MacDonald's spiel about the cheese sandwiches in the van? <laughs> in the shallow grave way out in the woods. Like, don't do it by the highlight. Way out. Go go way, way, way out in the woods and have the hole dug already. Pre-dug. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This and you guy's... lure the girl over with the cheese sandwich because you, you, you stalk her for a little while and you notice that she likes cheese sandwiches. I'm just repeating the bit. This is lame. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I see where you're, you're saying that, though, that he's planning it out. It's getting rid of the body that's the thing that requires planning. This guy is just an impulsive murderer. I mean, I think uh, right, he's, he clearly. says he began planning crime it. of passion. I don't think you would need. I don't know if it's a crime. I mean, there's obviously premeditation involved. I just think he's a poor planner. I mean, you don't need three different weapons to kill your mother. You know, you just need a Rachel Ray DVD, an anvil, a cheese sandwich. Just neglect works for me. You're um, killing me. You haven't <laughs> called me in three months. <laughs> Allegedly, he cut open his mother's abdomen and began removing organs because he wanted to see if there was a baby in her stomach. Uh, he said he pulled out his, her intestines like octopus tentacles. Um, and he was. He's got he, some weird. I mean, this dude has taken some LSD. He's got some weird visions going on that he's obsessed with a baby in his mother's stomach and he's thinking it's octopus tentacles coming out. He's obviously probably schizo, schizophrenic. But he was yeah. saying that uh, his rage was overcome by bizarre curiosity. Like he was curious once he removed all the, the intestines that looked like tentacles. Um, police would later find his mother's carved up body at the bottom of some stairs. Her entrails were found in a wood stove. So he was planning to get rid of the corpse somehow. Well, the entrails. Well, the entrails, at least. So he just left the body on the ground. <laughs> he said he killed his mother because she's pretty much responsible for everything that has gone wrong in my life. And I just want to say beautiful existence. If you do happen to listen to the show, take note here. <laughs> heed this part. Watch it with your challenges, yeah. especially with the family. You have two kids. Yeah, Insulate your kid. kids from these challenges at least as much as possible. He ended up taking a shower, went to walk his dog, and then he called his father. His parents were divorced, and uh, his father came over and uh, saw his ex-wife. He says, my son killed my ex-wife. He called 911. My son killed my ex-wife, and she has a big hole in her gut. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hole where her guts used to be. <laughs> but you know what's weird? It's like, you know how a lot of divorced parents, I don't know how recent their divorce was, hate each other. Some animosity. Don't you think there's a little bit of wish fulfillment involved here? Sure. And then when you see it, you're like, oh, shit. I think that's only true in like 25% of divorces. Well, I would be upset. I think a lot of them are just sort of neutral and then maybe 25% are like oh we still love really get along and we see each other all the time and go to Denny's I, you know, I don't know I, I kind of like the acrimonious splits when it comes to divorces and this child has to choose obviously this kid chose his oh, mother oh yeah I mean it's way more entertaining when it's the knock down drag out fight in divorce court yeah they got and then there's some like you know uh, child support payments that they have to haggle over yeah 
I never liked that goddamn kid. <laughs> I think my favorite quote of this whole story is that he turned the, him into a sissy. <laughs> Rankin, uh, the murderer here, told police that I just want to let you know she put up a damn good fight. She's a strong woman. Let's give her credit for that. <laughs> she died with honor. So, like so he is proud in the end. His mother was a she wolf. Fought him. What do you have here for the second story? I don't know why we split them up like this, because my story is from your hometown of Bay City, Michigan. Ooh. <laughs> this is a very story. Bay City story. Bay City, Michigan. That's where I went to high school. It's a is Bay City story. is in Essexville County, or are they neighboring towns or i think Ex- essexville is the township bay okay. city is the the town <laughs> this this has to do with a 19 year old bay city man did, which could did have a, been you d did a bay city resident send this in um no uh sorry he says i'm probably li- late to the party again on this one but says it since his bay city michigan story i couldn't help but send it plus i desperately want to win that big bag of magic jew pubes <laughs> which you don't give that as a prize that was like three years ago yeah no we kind of stopped pubes. that a while ago we ran out of pubes his yeah. name's scott moondragon and he's for, he's a technical editor from nashville tennessee I but he's me. constantly scouring the bay city michigan news because <laughs> he knows we'll read the story the hell kind of last name is uh moondragon I don't know. He should hook up with beautiful existence. Yes. Yeah, I was about to say. What's they his can, challenge? They can challenge each other. <laughs> There's a 19-year-old Bay City guy, and in the summer of 2013, the Bay County Sheriff's Office received a report that someone was going to New Hope Baptist Church. This is like Joe Friday, Dragnet, Bay City. Someone was going to <laughs> New Hope Baptist Church on November 2nd, 22nd, a property manager for the church dropped off to deputies a feces-stained sock and a DVD containing surveillance camera footage. Court record show. I like Exhibit 1, shit yeah. sock. Yeah. Maybe it's Ironsides or whatever that other, Perry Mason. <laughs> the video was shot Tuesday, November 19th around 6 p.m., which I guess it's dark then, right, in the wintertime. Yeah, it would have been dark. So they must have had some kind of night vision on the security camera. There probably was like a light by the door of the yeah, uh, church. Yeah, big high-pressure sodium orange light. Motion, motion detector, light with a motion detector. Still, I mean, the, the, the churchgoers' you know, donations are now having to be spent on this sort of security apparatus. Think of Why that. isn't Jesus protecting his home? Really? Yeah. Why isn't there a lightning bolt coming down and preventing this? Yeah, exactly. I'm about going to, to describe. The, the guy who rubs shit on a church. Well... The video shows a person approaching the church's south door on a bicycle. Uh, The man squats near the door and appears to defecate. He then puts socks on his hands (laughs) like he's a modern-day Sherry Lewis. (laughs) You remember her? Sherry! uh, What was it? What, what, Lamb Chop? Lamb Chop. What are are we doing? What are you getting me out? Whoa. (laughs) Don't don't put me in this shit, Sherry. What are you doing? (laughs) I never knew you were into scat lamb chop. <laughs> I'm not. You're forcing me to do this. It's your hand in me. She like breaks the fourth wall of puppetry because <laughs> lamb chop's freaking out. Just ruining lamb chop forever. I know. <laughs> he's got there's a probably shit like five, stain. There's like, probably like five lamb chops on his though, face. Right? She has a special lamb chop for her little scat games. 
The man then removes the socks from his hands. Two socks. Uh, oh, sorry. He, <laughs> maybe I didn't get to this, but he, he picks up the feces with the socks and he rubs it on the door and its handle, which is key, right? Because the next guy who comes to the door is going to have to touch the handle and he's going to have your shit all over his hand, which is why it's fun. Did he do it to the priest's car? No, just the door. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. you'd think the priest is going to touch that handle at some point. Yeah, he's going to get him anyway. Sometimes churches like this have multiple priests. <laughs> they do it in shifts, you know. Yeah, well, you're going like to get one of assistant. them. Assistant. Yeah, you're going to get one of them at least. The man then removes the socks from his hands, tosses them aside, and retrieves a magazine from his bicycle, which I assume has some type of a basket on it. I wonder what do you think he like just had to shit and this is a spur of the moment thing or do you think he like no ate? why would you rub it on the door if you just had to shit I, I can even see wiping your ass with your sock if you didn't have anything well I'm just wondering but, do you think he like force fed himself like a lot of Taco Bell and was just like I gotta get to the church oh did he preload himself yeah that's what I'm wondering yeah you'd want to preload I mean, this is part of the as part of the procedures is the shitting and the socks and the wiping on the door you don't want to get there and then be like I got nothing <laughs> Shooting blanks here. You guys both being vegetarians, so what, I mean, how do you preload in that situation? What's the food of choice? Just beans? You lentils? know, I, I guess for me, coffee. I would just drink a bunch of coffee. Well, you don't. You don't actually eat a lot of vegetarian food, do you? Like you, oh, yeah. you, you eat a lot of chick patties and hummus, but I mean, <laughs> no, no, I make salads and beans and some I fish. I think mo- probably most vegetarian food will go right, will go through you faster than. Non-vegetarian. It's the leg fiber. Yeah. You know? But yeah, coffee. You get a good solid shit, but you don't necessarily... I mean, like, you know... Well, you guys eat cheese, right? Yeah. Okay. Cheese makes you constipated, though. Eh, depends on the situation. Okay, <laughs> well, as a say. carnivore, then, what, what makes you shit? Like, if you were planning to rub your feces all over a church, how would you preload? I mean, I would probably just go get a Chilito from Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell, like, never fails. Like, I know. Like, Even the vegetarian options that. work, you're saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. A seven-layer burrito, just get some, you know, extra sour cream. It means, like, extra diarrhea. I got to say, and I don't want to offend Taco Bell, and they'd be a great sponsor for the show. Yeah, but they that, would be. Because the vegetarian options and the meat options both make everybody shit, I just think maybe they just have a problem with food handling. Yeah, that's the problem. I think it's just the food. I don't. I mean, I think uh, the meat isn't really. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's but kind you're of not dried, eating the meat, and it's still making. But it's dried meat. But I think it's just yeah. I, I think it's just the ingredients alone. I think maybe they're not keeping things cold enough or hot enough. There's something that just There's is disagreeable wrong. about their food products. <laughs> I think it's just that they put like half liquefied bean into every single thing they sell. So, and that just makes everyone shit. That just makes everybody shit. And their cheese too is like such low quality, yeah. right? It's like I it's think the it's oily, just oily cheese. I mean, you should probably be you know thanking your own asshole that you shit it out so fast and it's not sitting in your right. body. You don't want it to absorb it all. <laughs> Thank okay, you, so asshole. we're in agreement. You'd take you ride your bike to <laughs> really Taco Bell first. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're in well, agreement. He gets a magazine out of his bike basket, which is clearly a porno magazine. Uh, then he sits on the stairs near the door and appears to masturbate before fleeing on his bike. You know, I got to give this guy some prompts here. That's some old school masturbation right there. When's the last time you With jacked up to a magazine? At a church. Well, at a church, yeah. But I, I mean, I'm just saying a magazine. I can't even remember the last time I bought a porn mag. It's been a while. I mean, you if think you this kind of guy has a smartphone or an iPad to use? <laughs> I mean, come on. Apparently, they don't have that kind of technology in Bay City, Michigan. Well, I just don't think this guy has that kind of money. 
is the issue. He is shitting on a sock and wiping it on a church. Yeah, he he's nineteen. Safe to assume that he probably doesn't have that kind of skill. Yeah, he could rip one <laughs> off. You know, mug an old lady. Um, I, I'm a little disappointed in the magazine. I mean, I get your point that masturbating to a, a dirty old hustler is is old school, brings back memories. But I kind of think if you're doing the whole shit play thing, you're supposed to also masturbate with your own shit as lube. I mean, that's well, okay, how they do that, it in that's prison. That's a whole new dimension, though. Of, of that's how they do it in like Animal Factory, that prison movie. Yeah, but, but you know, what are you saying? He's going to get his own. I don't think this guy's a scat fetishist. I think he's just a he's kid. playing with his own shit and wiping it all over the church. He's a no good Nick. You know, he's it's just trying just to be a offensive. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It's like you think about in Norway, they burn churches down. In America, we just wipe feces on the wall. You know, it's a more it's, gentle people. That's cultural differences. <laughs> yeah. Subtle. In America. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the guy who the the caretaker dropped off the video to the cops theorized that the culprit is probably Joshua A. Gorski. He knew exactly who this kid was, right? <laughs> Which is a bad sign. When I, so the church, uh, or sorry, the cops obviously go to Joshua A. Gorski's house. They know it, basically he's not a big town. They know exactly where this guy lives. Then they asked him about the last. Hey, when's the last time you went over to that church? <laughs> he didn't respond. <laughs> he didn't even have an alibi. Well, he didn't say anything, you know, just silence. This kid rides a short bus. <laughs> then they told, the deputy told him the incident was caught. On, oh, actually, we have it on camera the last time you were at church, that church. And then Gorski immediately uh, starts, you know, singing like a bird. He proceeded to apologize and said he had, said he had committed the offense. Why would you confess? Wow. Well, they have you on video. What are you going to do? I would make Gorski do- said he had perpetrated the same actions at the church four to five times just in 2013. With the same kid? Yeah, this is his thing. Well, no wonder that he's a repeat offender. But I would have gone to the point, I would have, I would have contested it to the point where they had to do a DNA sample of my shit sock. Be like, actually, know. this matches you. <laughs> I'm not saying anything till I talk to my lawyer. He <laughs> <laughs> went on to say another great quote. And John Steele walks in the door, okay, <laughs> defending yeah. my client. I don't have a license or anything to practice law, but you don't have a lot of money, so here I am, pro bono. <laughs> Your Honor, this is a travesty. <laughs> It's a violation of my client's rights. Absolutely. Absolutely he's allowed to do that. <laughs> he said he went on. He, st- he keeps talking. Case in point. Yeah. He said that he lives in an apartment with his mother and father and does not have enough privacy to do the things he wants, <laughs> which involve <laughs> shitting on the door of the church. Well, okay, wait. So maybe this is a fetish. I, I was th- thinking this kid's a ne'er-do-well, but I think this kid is maybe acting out his sexual fantasies. There's some anger involved, right? It's like I said, he's not, as you pointed out, he's not masturbating with the shit. It's a little bit of, yeah, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, I think it's, 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 he's acting out against the church. That's why I wonder, do you think Christopher Hitchens ever once thought about wiping some feces on a church door? He does hate the church. <laughs> he certainly does. It does sound like a vengeance thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's or at act- least a partially vengeance. Thing. Like the, the same motivation that these black metalers had when they're burning down churches. This kid, to a lesser degree. There's a lot of churches in the Midwest in this area. Like a, a, he must have gone to this. This was his family church or not? They don't specify. I think this kid should have worn a mask and been the mass shit bandit or something. 
<laughs> just a bag over his head. Yeah. The unknown shitter beater offer. Obviously an atheist. It's the Antichrist. <laughs> so what happened to him? Arrested, obviously. Oh, God. I didn't even get to the end of the story. He's, uh... He's arraigned on a single on single counts of aggra- aggravated indecent exposure, uh, two year high court misdemeanor, and malicious destruction of a building less than two hundred dollars. Because really, you just have to hose the shit off. It's not like you <laughs> broke windows or anything. But he was already um, on probation for uh, having a minor in possession of alcohol. Because, like I said, he's only nineteen, and resisting or obstructing police. Got an MIP. Yeah. He's already on probation for that. I don't think he's going to go to the slammer, do you? No, I doubt it. I mean, I, I bet he'll get, you, a lot of, he'll get a lot of community service, like scrubbing off the church and mowing the church's lawn. He'll probably be on like probation or something like that. But well, you know, he's what, already on probation. Yeah, he'll get more probation, extended probation. I wonder if his parents, they're probably religious because obviously he has some antipathy towards his church. I wonder if his parents are like, now you have to go every Sunday. And he has to sit there and everybody knows he's the guy that wipes shit on the door of the church. Yeah. You know, anyone going to hell, it's going to be Joshua, him. you're going to have to go to that church every day. Wear As this you... sandwich board saying you shit on the door. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's how I'm punishing you. You know, I swear in Bay City, we were talking about this before we started recording, but in Bay City, a lot of people, I remember I went to high school with a lot of people would do funny things with their fecal matter. Um, one, of the, one of the things that, well, I didn't do it, but we used to go pool hopping. I used to do that, but I didn't do anything with my shit. We used to go pool hopping, and you'd go, like, break into someone's backyard, swim in their pool, break in their garage, and drink their beer, like, in the summer. It was fun. Preferably about that way they were away on summer vacation somewhere. Usually they'd be away, or sometimes they'd be sleeping. You'd just do it in the middle of the night, right. and then you get chased by the cops. It's, you know, it's right. one way to get your thrills. But I remember right. this one, uh, I don't want to say her name, but she was one of the hottest chicks in the high school uh, in her grade, and uh, her parents had a trampoline. And one of my friends, like, we were all swimming or drinking her dad's beer, swimming in their pool. One of my friends just, like, walked onto the trampoline and just took a dump in the middle of the trampoline. <laughs> and then we were all trying, we were trying to knock him over. Like, well, Which logistically is just hard to stand in the middle of a trampoline and take a shit. Yeah. Well, and be balanced, you know, because he did, he this didn't fall in it, he stepped <laughs> and then when you when you when you're done and you have to get off the trampoline, you're going to be bouncing the shit all over. the Well, place. that's what we're trying to do, like push him over so he'd fall into it. He didn't. He stepped in it, but he and then he was chasing us around with it. But yeah, it was pretty gross. Um, they, her parents weren't entirely pleased about that incident. But that's what I'm saying. Like Bay City is just one of those hotbeds of uh, fecal matter amusement. Not much going on in that town. It's not much going on exactly. Yeah. You got to find your own fun. People, send your stories to sickroundpodcast at hotmail dot com. Uh, we got some phone calls to get to. Uh, people, remember, you can call the Sick Around Hotline at 206-666-3846. If you live overseas, you can record an MP3 and email it to us. People have been doing that, you know? Yeah, that's the easiest way, I think, for foreigners. Yeah, it's cheaper. Um, but anyway, before we get to our first phone call, here's another word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. 
Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. So we got a few phone calls here. The Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is the number. Um, this is interesting, this first call. This is like a four-parter. It's like four parts. Four different calls. The first three are complete failures of him trying to make the call. And uh, the, But it, you got to listen to them in sequence. So the first one, okay. this one right here, is his first attempt to make the call. I assume the drugs and or alcohol are involved here. Has to be. Or the complete retardation, I'm not sure. Big fat fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, he just can't. He can't say what's on his mind. I, I, there, he had to have been really drunk. Here. Here's, a, here's the, first, the first attempt. First time caller. Huge fan of yours. I just want to explain the monkey fist. Okay. Okay. That, that was it. <laughs> that was, he, he tried to get that one. Was that the monkey fist noise he just made at the end of that? He just I, I, jammed I don't know into he, his mouth. I, <laughs> the whole thing. I think he puked. Uh, I think he puked, and that's what that's what cut this call short. Here's the second it's attempt. It's the nerves. <laughs> Here's the second attempt. It's a major deal calling oh, a, yeah, calling a podcast like us. Nash, an international exposed. podcast. An international A-list level podcast. It's, yep. it's got to be kind of stressful. Yep. Hey, guys. First time caller. Technically second time. You at episode five. <laughs> I apologize in advance for being wicked drunk. Mm. Okay. But I want to give you a heads up on the monkey fist that you talked about on your last episode. Brief history. Monkey fists were originally invented on boats. Fuck. <laughs> that was you, know, you just gotta keep going when you yeah. fuck up. I mean, it doesn't matter, dude. You can just make because you can listen to some of the unintelligible calls that we get, and they make. Le- I mean, this makes more sense than those. Yeah, he could have just kept going. Well, maybe there was something else going on in the background. I don't know. Here, here's the <laughs> here's the third attempt, and this might be the the most the 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 the, the, the most rapidly aborted attempt. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't quite get that Fuck! one. Yeah, okay. I better, get, I better know everything about a monkey fist by the time this next call's over. I'm going to be yeah. very disappointed. He did succeed. Okay, here it is. Hey, guys. I'm pretty trashed, so I apologize for the dance. We're going to do this one more time. <laughs> Fourth time. I love your podcast. I've been a faithful follower since episode five. Have I found you? I have no clue. Wow. But I did. Wow. In the last episode, you talked about monkey fist. I want to explain a brief history of them. They were originally made on boats to wrap around. It's a lead ball that wraps around chipping rope with about a six-inch lead. What they would do with monkey fist is throw them overboard attached to a very small piece of wire or string and be able to dock with docks. But the end of it. Okay, what's going on here? <laughs> okay, he said it's like a, it's on a rope. It's a little lead weight on a rope. Why do they throw it over the boat? Because if you ever try to throw a super heavy rope anywhere, 
You can't do it. It doesn't go anywhere. The rope, like, it, like if you're trying to like tie a giant schooner to the dock, yeah. the ropes you need are like you know two inches thick. So this but is if you're a weight. To throw, at yeah, the end so of it? you throw the weight with a little tiny string, and their weight goes through the air really easily because it's heavy and the string is really light. And then you tie the other end of the string to your heavy ass rope, and then you pull the rope rather than trying to throw it. That's what he's saying. Okay. All right. All right. Needed that explained to me. Have you ever heard of this monkey fist? I have not. Okay, it's it's not an actual monkey's fist. No, it, which it, I thought it was at the beginning because yeah, I forgot I about something. Some guy was telling us how you hit the, hit dudes in the head with this thing, right? Yeah, I think P Town was like a magical monkey paw, <laughs> giving me some wishes <laughs> from like Indiana Jones and the monkey paw. Yep. I wish I could play pool and not inter- and not have women interfering with my pool game. That's the wrong voice. Wrong. Please grant me my wish, Fitz. <laughs> Insert me into your anus and the wish shall be yours. He's it talks like it Senior Wences. Like it sounds like mouth. Yoda. Hello, put me in your bottle, Pat. <laughs> Is that what you did to the girls to scare them off with a little hand thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, here, here's what happens to the monkey fist. The string was connected to the much heavier boat rope. Or they would use them to throw them up to the mast, connect to a very smaller string, and then carry a heavier rope up, which was connected to the sail. What happened with the monkey fist is when the shippers would dock, the shippers. they did what only like strippers, people would they, do after ships. being on a boat for seven months is trying to get pussy. Uh, these guys aren't healthy. They look like me and D. We're really <laughs> thin and nibbish. Because there's no vegetables or fruit on the boat. Yeah. They're just I look more like the captain. Like, I've been eating good in the captain's quarters the whole time. I'm all chubby. <laughs> and the women that? are like, ooh, look at that healthy lad. You look more like a captain when you had that mustache. When did you shave it? Today. I, I had a work thing where it wasn't appropriate to have a big Netflix. You know what's funny? Like, we're looking at his, his image on Skype, and the shadow I actually thought he still had the mustache. And I was actually well, thinking to myself, way the mustache looks like shit. It's trimmed way down. <laughs> Did you see the picture on Facebook? Did you see amazing. the picture on Facebook? It's magnificent like, for a while. But I trimmed it down for a work thing. Yeah, oh, no, there's like 150 likes. Everybody was praising the stash. So there, a lot of people, though, did say you kind of look like Milton from uh, Office Space. Mm hmm. Eat and they're just ugh. Anyway, hit the local bars, get their asses kicked by much healthier people than they are until they realize they had the monkey's paw still in their back pocket. And then they, then they would use them as blackjacks to knock the guy oh, out. Okay, that makes sense. Awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you for that uh, explanation there. That's what it is. So, yep. pussies. Like, vegetarian pussies can go to the bar, and once they start hitting on chicks, and then a bigger sailor wants to kick our ass, we pull out the monkey's fist and just start whooping them. Yep. Wailing upon the noggin. Wailing upon them. Menacingly. There should be, like, a a sea shanty about that. And I hit him in the head with my monkey's fist. (laughs) It's a good folk song you got going on there. I hadn't eaten for days, but he was a big sod buster. <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> Why are you a munchkin when you sing in that? 
Because <laughs> that's how the Irish seamen sing. Oh. That's what Irish seamen sings like? Yeah. Um, it's out of its tiny, tiny microscopic mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another call. I love this guy's voice, by the way. Good evening to you. <laughs> Good evening. I'm here from Bury St. Edmunds in Suffolk. Suffolk. Um, hi. I phoned you before. I was the guy that uh, passed comment on the stupid bint that was with the... Uh, she complained about the guys making sexist comments, and I passed a comment about um, English TV programs. Anyway. I don't remember don't that. about that. What's a bint? So... A I don't bitch. know, but it's a new word I'm going to be throwing around. I think it's like a, a bitch combined with a trollop and maybe a slut thrown in. You little bint. bint. I like it. It's almost like Burke, but it's bint. Bint. I bet you it has some kind of cockney, like, rhyming Tart. slang or something. Yeah. Okay. I'm Carry just on. guessing. Uh, same me. Just been out Saturday night. Had a few beers with the guys. Went to uh, a bar. You know when somebody from Edmund Suffolk says Suffolk. a few beers, they mean like 12. <laughs> yeah, it means they started at 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know this guy just had, yeah, he had at least eight beers. Went to uh, a bar in Bury St. Edmunds in Suffolk, a bar called The Grapes, and we listened to a, a fourth-rate rock band who tried to get get us to dance to uh, Oasis. Pink Floyd. How the hell do you dance to Pink Floyd? Anyway, so the LSD. toilet in this bar, I'm sure it would have been far more hygienic to actually piss on yourself. So I just wondered, you guys... What is the worst toilet you've ever been to? Uh, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Have a good one. Bye. So now we know why P-Town's on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if P-Town... I bet you P... Well, P-Town's a world traveler. Well, P-Town has to do be, go last because he's going to blow ours out of the water because of the world traveling, right? Now, don't be so sure. I mean, that's a great question, by the way. Like, the, yeah. where's the sickest bath you've ever been in? Because, yeah. There's some disgusting it's, ones out there. It's and tough it, and for it, me it can to, be number one or number twos. Well, that, that's what I'm wondering. I think you should qualify this question by saying, is it the sickest bathroom you've ever seen and just took a piss in? Because if I'm taking a piss, I have to, you know, I've, I've taken a piss in like gross, disgusting gas station bathrooms. Fine. Yeah. But if I've, you know, I'm in an emergency situation, yeah. I've had to, you know, I've had to, to have diarrhea in some pretty horrible places. Yeah. I think, yeah, I agree. I think. Bathrooms get disgusting, sure. And I've seen so many dive bar bathrooms that you get to a point where the bathroom can only get so disgusting before it's just disgusting bathroom. Like, yeah, you know, unless, you, unless there's place. a dead body in there, there really is no like way to make it more disgusting than that. I've, I've been in a, a lot of dive bars, and I know exactly the – well, I, I have to say the honorable mention, there's one in my hometown, my current town of – not hometown, current town of residence – it's not that the bathroom is that gross, although it's plenty gross, but it seems to have this constant cloud of fruit flies. Yeah. <laughs> and when you say that, like, oh, I'm just pissing, it still sucks because they're flying around your face and you know that, you know, where else they've been in that toilet. Yeah. But I, I, I'm going to name names. The, the grossest bathroom right now, and it wasn't always the case, but right now is the High Tide Bar yeah. in the Tenderloin Ooh. of San Francisco. That's pretty, that is a pretty disgusting bad. bathroom. 
And I've, I shit in that bathroom a long time ago, and it wasn't as bad. But right now, even going to take a piss in there is a harrowing ordeal. It's one of those places where you have to put your face like in your shirt and breathe through like your shirt as a gas mask, yeah. like some kind of filter because it smells your so breath. bad. Or hold your breath. If, but I mean, if you have to pee. I literally believe they just stopped cleaning that bathroom oh, yeah. maybe four years ago oh, and yeah. haven't cleaned it since. Oh, it's, it's the, but it's such a pungent stench of urine. It's really yeah, bad. Amongst other things. And <laughs> I, I'm sure there's evil spirits. And I mean, you go in there and it's oppressive. But okay, but you can say right now you're pointing out the worst toilet you've ever seen. What's the worst toilet you've ever experienced? Yeah, What's I was going to say. So there's bad bathrooms. There's the worst experience you've had in a shit yeah. bath in a public bathroom and then there's well just... you can have a horrible experience in a very clean bathroom <laughs> because of your own dis- disgusting nature yeah i guess that is true and then there's your worst experience in a shitty bathroom well if you'll suffer me another story i'll tell you a story that happened to me at work the other day which is pretty funny like the moon <laughs> yeah this is kind of a moon story so right now they're actually renovating the bathrooms on the floor of my building so we're being sent to a different floor so normally we would go on our floor, but it says go to this floor and use this toilet right now. And the floor is mostly unoccupied. I don't know why they can't rent the space out in this building. But so one day, one of the first days that we are using this procedure, I have to take a shit. So I go into the bathroom, the stall, the actually the handicap stall. There's no handicap people in my building, so I feel completely comfortable using the handicap stall. I love stall. shitting in the handicap stalls. Like it's the luxury stall. Yeah, it's a luxury stall. Room. And, and our handicap stall was basically just a normal toilet, but in a wider cubicle. But this one on this other floor, and I, I look at it as I'm sitting down, has a raised seat. Have you ever seen this? Yeah. Old people have those. I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, so they're not, oh, you see, not okay, to, it's okay. easier. I don't think it's the sitting down, but it's the getting up. You're already yeah. in a more of an elevated position. <laughs> it's almost like a St. Louis arch. Now, what I don't notice, <laughs> it's like a St. Louis arch. Exactly. <laughs> What I don't notice is that the seat is raised, but the rim of the ball is not raised. Am I, am I painting the picture? Did so you there's get a big stuck? gap. Did you there's fall big, into it? No. There's a big gap between the seat and the rim. So you shit on the side of the, on the, side of the toilet? Dude, stop trying to guess what okay. happened. Just let me get through it. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> now, this is one of these toilets where the, it's a men's toilet. There, so there's a big – the seat is just a horseshoe shape, right? It's not a full circle oval okay yeah, yeah and so i sit down and as you do when you're working and you're on the clock i bring out my phone and i just begin to do my thing but the sound isn't right the piss sound now because the seat is elevated above the rim and it's a horseshoe shape there's a giant <laughs> gap in the front and instead of going into the toilet my piss is shooting out onto the floor and into my pants <laughs> The back of my pants. <laughs> now, I've Were you wearing dockers? Be- yeah, I was. <laughs> now, I've pissed myself before. And that's one thing because you're like, oh, I pissed myself and the piss is all over the front of my pants because I'm wasted or on drugs or something. Uh, but, but this is – I'm in a strange situation. And I cut it off immediately because I – you know – you instinctually know that that's, the sound is not right, and I cut but, it off, but still... But it was too it was late, this, right? Because you already had a stain. You already well, had a wet spot. But it's, what I'm saying is it's not a full piss load stain, but now I've got this weird little wet spot. Yeah, and what not do you even, do? Uh, what do you do? You untuck your shirt is what you do. 
and you hope that the flaps cover it. Well, you first of all, you try and dry it off with the paper uh, with the toilet paper, right? <laughs> Which doesn't really work. It, it just spreads toilet paper all over your wet. Spot. It works a little bit. It works a little bit. <laughs> There, there's a ton of piss on the floor. Most of it would hit the floor, and I was like, "Well, what do you expect?" Yeah, well, I'm not I used mean, to this, this arrangement. But yeah, so I basically had to sit in my piss for the rest of the day. Oh man, wouldn't be what? the first time. Yeah, exactly. No one, no <laughs> one pointed it out, did they? Nobody noticed. At least yeah. they didn't say anything. But it was very, it was very odd. And, I, and you know, I was just so angry with the the seat and myself, and like, why was I trying to play Angry Birds? Not paying attention to my dick angle. I would have been like, hey, P-Town, Wackily pissed himself again. <laughs> and we would have laughed for a long time. He'd be time. like, why is it in the back? Did he turn his pants around? Yeah. Uh, my worst toilet experience, I would say, is uh, when I was working at the Gold Club. Uh, they had a bathroom upstairs in the VIP section that was gender neutral. And you didn't have time to uh, run out to the pisser. Because you only had, you could, you know, your song was... Songs are usually like minutes two minutes and 30 seconds. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. Maybe three minutes. Got to be quick. So I, you know, I, actually there's a story in my book about this, but uh, long story short, I ate a burrito. It disagreed with me. I was having horrible diarrhea and it was like already like six hours in the shift on a Saturday night, which is really busy. And so, yeah, I had no choice. I, you know, I put on the song cashmere and I run to the bathroom and this bathroom, like in the beginning of the night, it's fine. Because it's clean. But at the end of the night, like around 1 o'clock in the morning, there's no – like the seat's been ripped off. It's been like over – you know, it's overflowed like two or three times. It's been clogged so much. Girls flushing tampons or whatever. Um, so there's like – the thing was just overflowing with feces and toilet paper and urine. And the, there's the seat's been ripped off. I had no choice. I just had to hover and just like just shotgun blast feces out of my ass it was terrible my pants were in like the the piss and the shit it was gross and then the worst part about it the whole bathroom just reeked of diarrhea i had no matches and i and then there were people like pounding on the door and i was trying to hold the door shut because the lock was broken and i walk out and there's like three strippers one of them the hottest stripper at the club and they're just like ew and there's nothing i could say i mean there's nothing i could do i just kind of just lowered my head and had my shitty wet toilet paper stained pants went back and you're like lady you do the splits on that dirty fucking strip club stage every day so don't fucking tell me about my dirty butthole okay okay p-town world traveler here there's so many stories i mean like so give us the worst one okay as far as just like disgusting bathrooms go yeah there's so many dive bars that have bathrooms that you walk in and you just you you instantly are trying to stop from vomiting Uh, the the hara in san I, i go to san francisco just because the, tent, the Tenderloin area, you know, even though it's becoming gentrified slowly. Is, There's a proliferation of dive bars there, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dive bars there are still epically bad. <laughs> and, and and some of those bathrooms are just unbelievably disgusting. You know, there was a bar there called the Hara. It's actually still there, but they sold it. I don't know if you guys knew that. but they, I didn't know that. Is it a fancy bar now, like a mixology bar? It's probably poised to become some sort of... So lame. To be purchased by be, some yeah. young douchebag who's going to turn into a shithole, you know, fancy cocktail bar. But anyway, that, that bar had... The men's room was closed for like three years, and it was because you know, just like you know, Wackerly said, they they just wouldn't clean it, and, and, and eventually the the piping would break, and they would just lock the door. But that was one We're of those done. bathrooms that you'd walk in, and you would just like you know hold back the vomit. But but that's not even the one I want to talk about. The worst bathroom I've ever been in. I was traveling. I was in China. I knew it was China. Yeah, I knew it was China. Also. I knew it was China. 
Asia's got some interesting stuff. I mean, you know, South America is the same way, but like you travel all over the place and you, you kind of, you're kind of third world in a lot of places that you go. You know, some places are better than others. But, but their standards of hygiene are different. This is true. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm in, uh, I'm, I'm in China. I can't remember where I was and where I was going, but I needed to go there by boat. So I'm in a boat and this is not like a, a regular old sailboat or tugboat or something. It's like a, it's like a hydrofoil. It's like this thing up on, it's like a high speed <laughs> well, boat. that sounds fancy. Yeah. It's, well, it was pretty. <laughs> it sounds like pretty, a James Bond toilet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. International man of mystery over it's, here. It sounded like that, but there was like 50 people on them. All of them like, you know, just crowded into this boat. He sounds like the Dos Equis guy. Yeah. <laughs> so they had one bathroom on this hydrofoil. Uh, and it wasn't when you actually went into this bathroom, you realized that it wasn't a bathroom at all. It was just a private area of the boat with a hole. And this hole was probably about six inches in diameter. And you can well, yeah, see, you, know, you don't want anybody falling through it. Right. right sure. Like yeah, that except there. for your kids. It was big enough for a baby to fall through. But well, yeah. which is probably happening. Yeah. You can it's see called the river Chinese going by really fast abortion. abortion. Right. Oh, they don't police that very well yeah. in China, but uh, in fact they encourage it. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, you, you, you look you look through this hole, you can see the river going by. We're traveling on a river; it's going pretty quickly. That's the way you're shitting directly into the river. Well, so before we get to that part, I did have to shit. Yes, um, but we go in that thing, and but because it's just a hole, you know, some you just have to whatever you have to do, whatever parts you happen to be spraying or, or shitting this stuff out of, you have to just aim for that hole and hope for the best. <laughs> So you walk in there, and the smell is so overpowering that it, 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 you're instantly fighting back the gag reflex. Now, but, the smell is, well, can only be overpowering since it's just a hole because people have missed the hole. That's what I was about to say. There. Precisely. They're not good at this sport. Right. So this is this is, Chinese checkers? <laughs> it's more like whack-a-mole. <laughs> it's called go. Yeah. I've got to go. When, when you say I've got to go, that can't, comes from China. Yeah. But, yeah, most people had missed this. So you've got, you know, pooled up. Pee and other stuff in the corner of every, you know, and but but the thing that really pushed do you over get the a, top, do you like wear a pair of galoshes? In <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Right, and I'm wearing chucks. Standing. Like I'm in China, just wearing ah, like, you know, just shit, ah. just chucks, and they were literally shitty chucks after I walked out of this bathroom. But yeah. but I had crap because I've been eating local Chinese food, and you just have to crap constantly when you're over there doing that as a Westerner. God. Do I remember correctly that you? suspended your vegetarianism when you were there just because it was too hard yes. to try and maintain. Yes. That's, That's true. Probably, that also probably uh, added to the, the fact that you had to shit. Yes. Yeah. You basically, uh, you know, you're not familiar with the language. You're not familiar with the local customs and you have to eat. So you kind of have to suspend all of your... God. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even know what they're serving you. Do you know yeah, they and often fox? You often you don't. Often you, you get served something, and, and, and you know we were lucky. Like We had this kind of Sherpa guy that was with us some of the time who would order for us, but we had no idea what they were serving us. It's like, us. don't eat that. Right. <laughs> like you, They would serve you this, this matter that looked like it could be either animal or plant, so you really just oh, didn't know. Man. Either way, so I had to shit. And the thing that really threw me over the top in this little, this little chamber that they had was that they didn't have toilet paper. They didn't have any other thing in this little room that would, you know, allow you to clean yourself up after you did whatever you did. So there was no sanitizer. There's no sink. There's no water. There's no hose. Some places, at least they have a hose you can turn on. <laughs> this had nothing. Unless you wanted to, like, reach your hand into the hole and touch the river. Touch the river. Right. <laughs> so what they did have was a brush. Like Ew. a big, like, kind of the kind of thing you'd buy to wash your car with. In just leaning against the, the corner, 
just shit just crammed into the bristles. So, wait, they had a poo brush. They had a poo brush. God. And so your first thought is, who the fuck would use a brush on their asshole after shitting in this I, public boat bathroom? A lot of people, because it was completely packed with shit. Actually, you tell sure by all the little using the brush to wipe the hole down. That Not their own be. hole, but that, the, the poo hole. That wasn't my first thought. My first thought is, where's Wackerly? I want to put this on him. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but but you know, it was used. It was either used for like just shoveling the shit into the hole. Oh, or... so, okay, it's like putt putt. <laughs> kind of. But you could also see that there was a lot of different shit in there because it was different colors. There was different particles. Oh my god! <laughs> How long did you examine this? Wait, thing is there for? toilet paper? No. Did you have a jeweler's loop in? You're like, oh, this is this is why I do my world traveling. No. I don't get it. People rub their ass with this brush. I assume so. Or or they just don't wipe at all. I mean, this is China. This is the. What did you do? I took a shit, and I had some Kleenex. <laughs> Because this was not the first time I'd been in this scenario in China. Like this is the same country that sells diapers for you if you're on the train because there's too many people on the train. You cannot use the bathroom. Oh my god, dude, that's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So that's my worst bathroom I've ever seen. I do have another story that's hilarious though. All right, all right. We, we, got, we got time. We got time. We're, we're, we've already gone over our call section, but we're, I'm going to let this one go because this is kind of this is interesting. All right. So this, this is my it. worst bathroom experience. <laughs> this was actually quite recent. Um, so, you know, I'm drinking kind of like you guys were saying with coffee, when I drink a lot of alcohol, that sometimes acts as a, uh, as a diuretic. Yeah. (laughs) Diuretics for pee. With that bowel stimulates. No, no. Diuretic is for poo. Diuretic. Oh, diuretic. Okay. Diuretic is for, yeah. Right. Anyway. So I'll start drinking a lot of beer kind of like right now. And then all of a sudden I got a shit. So, you know, often. Give us a missile warning. Oops. Often this will happen when I'm out at the bar. So I'm out at a dive bar in Los Angeles, and I'm not going to na- name the name of the bar because I, I feel like it's still too soon. And he then, befouled the yeah. bar. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking for you. Yeah. So, you know, as, as happens often in my case, but probably in everybody's case in a dive bar, you walk into a bathroom and they either have nowhere for you to shit or the place they do have for you to shit is obviously just there because by law they have to offer you a sit-down toilet. Typically there's no door. But there's no door. Right, there's no door. That's the problem. Right, there's no privacy. And, but even if there is, there's not enough room for a big guy like me <laughs> to maneuver my, my asshole so it's above this hole in the toilet. Anyway, so regardless, I had to go. You know, when you got to go, you got to go. You shit in the urinal? So, well, I didn't really know what I was doing because it's dark. I'm already kind of drunk. I got a, you know, bowels full of liquid shit. It's got to go somewhere. So I position myself over the bar. I'm kind of hovering. I'm doing that thing you do when you're in a public bathroom. But I can't really see where I'm standing and I can't really see where I'm aiming. (laughs) But then I let go because I'm like, got to go. You know, I start wiping. I start getting all prepared to get out of there and go back to the bar. I turn around and I had completely missed the toilet. <laughs> completely. <laughs> completely missed it. Wait, none of it made it in the toilet? None of it. Jesus Christ. None of it. So and it turned out not to be as much liquid as I, as I thought. It was actually like a solid shit, probably a good foot long. <laughs> and I had completely missed the toilet. And it That's was just... worse at that point. If it was liquid, the person, the poor soul, would be able to mop it up. But now they've got to like... Get the ice tongs and, like, grab the log. And the best thing was that this thing kind of curled up, just like a cartoon poo. So it was, like, sitting there on <laughs> the floor of the bathroom. 
<laughs> you planned that. No, I totally you didn't. Move. I honestly didn't. But so, so the, the, the final part of the story is that, so I looked at this and I'm just scared. I'm like, oh shit. What, what do I do? Literally. Like, what do I do? Do I, do, do I clean it up? <laughs> no. I'm like looking You're around. In a public place. You no. leave oh, the yeah. bar. It's a dive bar. So yeah, like, yeah. I don't feel too bad for him because the bar was gross anyway. But I mean, I'm looking around just thinking, should I scoop it up with paper towels? Like, like what do I do? So what did leave. I do? I bailed. Yeah, leave the bar. <laughs> That's the right answer. Walked out of the bathroom, paid my bill, walked out the door. Wait, you didn't hang out longer? You no. just kind of were like, I'm out? No. But I, I did it casually. I didn't want to make it look like I was rushing out of there. Because did someone, you tell the one-person bathroom? So somebody's going about to go in there after me and know that it was me. <laughs> did you tell the wife? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope she doesn't listen to this. How do you explain that to the significant other? You just we have to go, baby. We just got to go. Yeah. Okay, I'm done with this bar. We're going to go to another place now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, oh, this place I'm is boring. Fun. Let's go Why? somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. I just befouled the bathroom forever. Yeah. yeah. What, like yeah. he farted in there? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, is that after I left, you know it was only a matter of minutes before somebody went in there and was like, Hey! Somebody left a two-foot poo on the floor. <laughs> Little baby pee town. Yeah. Looks like it came yeah. out of an ant. <laughs> Filled with branches and leaves. <laughs> Seeds. What do I do? I'm just going to leave this here. (laughs) Yeah, that's disgusting, dude. I got you. Off air, you got to tell me which bar that was at. Okay, I've never had a challenge where every day you shit in a Starbucks bathroom. (laughs) That's a good. That's a good challenge. I think that's what I'm going to. I'm going to take that challenge every day. I'm going to shit on the floor of a different Starbucks bathroom. But even that would be more useful than what that lady did, because at least yeah. then you'd have a report of, like, here's the average state of a Starbucks bathroom. Yeah. I don't even think you have to shit on the floor, because then you're going to run afoul of the Starbucks lawyers. But just you just take a shit in a Starbucks bathroom every It's not day interesting, though. I think it's interesting, it's interesting if you're shitting me. on the floor. Upper deck them all. <laughs> and then I'll blog about it. Oh, my God. Today I went to the toilet over at... You know, in uh, Los Feliz, and I took a shit on the floor. Here's a picture. <laughs> it was quite pleasant. Very large in there. <laughs> Smelled like vanilla tea. I don't know if I'd get as much publicity. Well, you don't think so? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be on the nightly news. So, you know, that, that whole arrested. segment was just phone calls, but now it turned into shit stories. So I'm going to have to play the second runner, the runner-up for the shit story theme music here. All right, people, call the Signal Hotline, 206-666-3846. As I said, yeah, we're running out of time. we got to get going. Uh, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. We need more comments. You know, I noticed this week or this month, like in December, we only got like two, two or three. Poultry. Week. Yeah, it was depressing. I saw that, and I was like, I'll look in. You know, I usually check it like once a month, and I check it. Check, well, it's the U.S. one. I don't look at the U.K. iTunes. I look at the U.S. one. And I'll go to it, and I'll be like, oh, really? And that's it? Two? See, you just dissed all the people who go, you know, take the uh, initiative to leave a UK comment. I love the, but the UK people, they do. They, the, the UK people are vigilant, sick and wrong fans. Like they go I there and they both. leave comments and they they rate the show. They love us over yeah. there. And I, I like read that. both comment sections. 
I appreciate it. Okay. Also, well, the, also the Ukrainian one. I read that, and the Senegalese <laughs> iTunes. I read that one. That's a popular iTunes. Channel. Those are my four. Yeah, it's, it's a big one. But anyway, just go to go to iTunes, go to the store, do a search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. it does actually help the show. Also, Sick and Wrong Tees, people. I apologize for not sending out your medium shirts, but we are out of mediums, and then I had them print it, and they printed the wrong shirt. And I had to send it back. And then today, I just got a whole box of medium shirts. So so, uh, Monday, I'm going to go probably tomorrow. I'm going to go to the post office. I'm going to mail out all the shirts you've been waiting for for a month. And yes, I probably miss Christmas. But I'm Hanukkah Harry. I don't give a shit about Christmas. You missed that too. Oh, fucking (laughs) A. God damn it. (laughs) P-Town. Go shit on a bathroom floor somewhere, all right? Yeah. (laughs) Go to sickgrownpodcast.com slash store. You know store. he's in your apartment right okay, now. Okay, right? wait. <laughs> once, once we go to Jumbo's. Well, I can do that. Take a shit on Jumbo's floor. All right? Sickgrownpodcast.com slash store. Buy a t-shirt and support the show. Uh, Sickgrown Song of the Week was sent in from Charlie from Pennsylvania. He says, hey, DNL, play this for the Song of the Week. It's Linkin Park Gangnam Style mashup. Gangnam Style, I guess is how you say it. Happy New Year, Charlie. Um, this song they sent is called One Style Closer, and it's from some YouTube playlist called Cybrid Theory. I checked it out. Some guy remixed the entire Linkin Park album, which is a terrible album called Hybrid Theory, but with Gangnam Style. So every song has the Gangnam Style, style guy singing. It actually oh, works. Oh, those smash-ups. No, boom. It's called a mashup. Remember that? <laughs> the smash-ups are great. I love them. No, boom, it's called a mashup. Mash up. Smash up, that's what I said. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna end the show here with one style closer. Um from uh, the YouTube playlist Cybrid Theory. Go check it out. Uh people, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh P Town, thanks for being on the show. Thank you guys for having me. Always good to have him here. It is. We'll be back next week with episode two fourteen. Till then, take it sleazy. Good night. Gangnam Style Gangnam
Naughty.com. Is Naughty.com even real or did you just make that up? It's Pat's fictitious, like, tree beard. Um, sex toy. It's just a big naughty, stick. Naughty tree vagina <laughs> With a condom on the end com. of it. <laughs> Is that what you just shoved in the girls' faces to get away from the pool table? <laughs> My big branch. You have to move now. I'm trying to play pool. I'm related to this pool cue. <laughs> I can't get the cue ball. 